When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Welcome back to the Napsock Files, a bonus edition of the show. This one is for subscribers only to find buried underneath the rug in the living room. I'm Ken Napsock here in my hometown of Arroyo Grande, California with returning guests Matt Donovan, a.k.a. Matty D, and Jeff Moody, a.k.a. Monfufu, or Monfufu13, on Twitter. We're back, boys. This is your show. I brought you guys back because you're so entertaining the first time around that I figured let's keep going. Why stop? The audio equivalent of the box that needs to go to Goodwill. It's a piece (laughs) of crap box. (laughs) Needs to ship off. Be wrapped up nicely. Moody, you wanted to start the show off with some constructive criticism of me. Right, right, right. I'm all ears. <laughs> okay. You got you. Anything you're about to say is nicer than anyone on YouTube. He's armed with his mumu. He's he's going to attack you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. It's a nice no, shirt. No, no, no. Yeah. Thank you. I just you know mm-hmm. it's just I, I I do listen to you know a lot of your. Po- I think I'm on episode six now of your podcast. Oh, you, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Is that where you when before when you had your Radio Shack and Fisher yes, Price equipment? Pretty much. That one was broadcast underwater. Right, yes. right. Yes. Still entertaining, though, but, you okay. know, still, Thank you. You know, I'm glad to see you okay. worked out those, issue, you know, technical issues, but, yeah. uh, you know, you, you need a little bit more, uh, I don't know, pep or something okay. in, in your podcast. Do, am I putting you to sleep? Yeah, a little <laughs> okay. bit. I mean, it's like, you know, you, yeah. you, the first 15 minutes is like, oh, I love you. Yeah. And then your guest is like, oh, I love you, too. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, you have no idea. You know, and it's like, okay, get on with it. No, it's just so wonderful. You're such a wonderful writer. <laughs> you know, and it's like That's actually true. 15 minutes of this <laughs> crap, and I'm just, okay, get on with it. I understand. You both love each other. You oh, have passion. A lot of love. A lot of love going you know, on. The world it, needs more gushing, though. Yeah. No, not does, that yeah, much, man. I, uh, I think you're the first to actually speak the honest truth really about the show yeah wow. there's one person uh i had a friend I, i'm pretty sure he's never uh come directly to me we we're acquaintances we met on set and uh shortly after i started my podcast maybe two or three episodes in he posted a rant on facebook about uh titled i will not listen to your podcast and he listed 10 reasons why but he didn't mention my name specifically it was you know to the podcast world at large and there's a ton of podcasts to pick at um, but as I read it, I was like, oh, let me read. Oh, that, yep. That's, pr- oh, wait, he's talking about me. <laughs> and, uh, but what clued you into that? Um, the early episodes, as you know, especially the first two and, and, and the first four were, were done months before I debuted them on, on the, uh, iTunes or for the world. Right. I had got this equipment and yeah, it was a Radio Shack four channel realistic <laughs> mixer. And I had to buy a new laptop cause my, my old Dell, I plugged it in and it sounded horrible. And I said, you know, let me try to give this, let me give this a go. And, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do and it was friends and, and, and inside stuff. And I actually right. think you're right. I actually think you're right. Um, so his thing, one of his points was, I don't find your friends interesting either. Like it was like, (laughs) he went into that. Uh, and that's about that time. That was like 0.4 of 10. I was like, Oh, he's 
passive aggressively trying to. And then around that same time, I got a really low rating on iTunes. <laughs> Because you know, most people five stars, the only four star is me. Right. Um, but it's you know it's your friends helping out. Hey, go okay. I'll rate you. I'll rate mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a two, uh, and that came the same day he posted that. So Ouch. I figured it was him. Ouch. So anonymity. Uh, how vulnerable are your podcasts? Then if people can just kind of lash out without a name, how, how, you know, how does it affect your broadcast? How does it affect me? I've learned to just, uh, you're talking about personal, how it affects well, me. both, actually. Um, yeah. You know, well, because it, it can affect the show, too. Yeah, absolutely. If you just go to iTunes and, and go to the Knapsack Files, I, which I encourage you to do, and subscribe and rate and review, because that's how you get higher in the ratings on iTunes. Um, you could put a bad one on there. Someone's going to come along and absolutely one star. This is boring. Uh, you know, review by Mr. Moody. They're going to, they're going to not click. So it can definitely affect and you're, and you're open to that. Unfortunately, you got to keep open to that because you need to have those reviews and ratings. Yeah. Uh, and I the Schmo's world, we're attacked all the time. I can relate because uh, my prowess has a couple of reviews on Yelp and, <laughs> and it could really, it wow. could really kind of uh, lower the standard, if you yeah. will. Uh, the general uh, review seems to be uh, very easy to make reservations, uh, good presentation, but the service is often rushed. And so <laughs> we got to work on that. But, it, but, but if it's truthful criticism, yeah. constructive criticism, as uh, you just observed, right, yeah, then right. that could help. I, well, because I, I kind of definitely agree, especially the first six. It, look, yeah. it doesn't end. It doesn't. Let me, you know, there's yeah. 21 episodes now. Oh, dear God. It doesn't get better, Jeff. Okay. It, it gets more me going, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, so um, It's just, you know, oh, that's such a sweet thing to say, Ken. And I'm just... <laughs> Tell you what, someone has asked me, am I ever, I always say uh, this week I have a special guest. Uh, Dan Farron, who who was a guest, uh, asked me, are you ever going to bring in a non-special guest? And and at some point I think I will. I'm bringing (laughs) someone who I don't like or have opposing views on and we'll hash it out. Yeah. We'll hash it out. But I have had people give me comments like, it's such a relaxing show, which to me means I've put them to sleep. Right. right. So I'm working on it. So I, 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 I take it. Right. I take it. Go ahead and rate and review that on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, ten reasons. But to, right. uh, to the other side of your question, Matt, though, mm-hmm. is, is being exposed to the uh, internet audience like I am now through the Shmo's No World, and we have close to 70,000 subscribers, and, and when we were in the 30,000 range, it was a very supportive community. Yeah. Now we've reached this level, and 70,000, though big, is still rather small in the YouTube landscape when, when Grace Helbig now just crossed 2 million, 2.1 million subscribers now. Um, we have noticed the audience has become more and more um, internet trollish. Mm. We now have more people who just like, F this, dislike, and, and say a lot of mean-spirited things. And now, are these trolls that are uh, were there from the start, and because success, maybe they got envious of it, and then now they're lashing out? Or are or these just, just people that, yeah, for somehow, just see sees that the uh, the show's ranked high? Let's hop on let's and let's hop uh, on, let's squash it. it. Yeah. There, I don't know that specifically, but one one thing I do notice, and you can see it on our iTunes reviews, the show has changed. When it started, it was Christian Ellis, uh, Christian Harloff, and Mark Ellis in in a in a room with a board, much like we got here, and it was this kind of scenario. It was done on a room, recorded and released a couple weeks later. Um, people took to that, and it was a it was a movie discussion for an hour. Then we went live at at Toad Hop Network at the Universal Studios City Walk location. Uh, we went live and started taking callers, and the show. And then we went to two hours, and we switched to the Hollywood and La Brea off lo- location, and things. It became more of a show. 
And we made that conscious effort. We're not just going to talk about uh, what's your favorite director uh, for two hours. Yeah. So we've introduced games, my news segment. Yeah. And some people don't like that. And yeah. that's totally, uh, they want, hey, I just liked when you guys talked about movies for an hour. Perfect. We, we, we're not doing that show anymore because it doesn't translate. Our goal is actually to get to TV right. in some form, like a part in the interruption of movies or, or, or Red Eye, sure. but more movie-based. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, so we've had to change, and we know along the way we're going to break some eggs, but more of that's come where it's like, you guys, this show's stupid because I used to like it when it was, you were in a room talking about famous directors. Yeah. We have to make that decision to move past it. But it, it, there's some comments that you get that you'll just, gosh, it's hard to let go. Yeah. Hard to let go. It, it irks you and it gets mm-hmm. under your skin. And you, you, you I can imagine that it, it, yeah. it, it, you, want, you wish you could see the face and the name of the person that said it. Yes. And often you can't. And, uh, and, and there's nothing you can do about and it. And it sucks. And when you and I were in morning radio, I imagine if we had been more of a exposed via Twitter or Facebook, if all that stuff or even MySpace was going or Friendster even to take it back to 2002 if that had been going we had a morning show and we were able to see more directly what oh, people thought about God. us <laughs> I don't know if you and I would have enjoyed that let me confess something yeah. uh, we had a bulletin board for our news talk radio station that I worked for and I was criticized on the air for my traffic reports uh, there was a phrase I often <laughs> implored in my uh, traffic reports that the yeah. guy took issue with what was it I can't remember For so- I think it's because I, I, I created the term automobilians Oh, and I started God. using that. I said, hello, automobilians. The 101 is free and clear on the southbound and the northbound. Everything's looking good through the Pismo Beach Straits. Okay, automobilians. I like he that. didn't like the term, so he got yeah. on the bulletin board and he lashed out about it. Well, I couldn't just sit there and take that, so sure. I created a, a an account on that yeah. bulletin board and I you know, I lashed back at him. It, it, so it just got under yeah. my skin. It shouldn't have done that. I should have been more professional to just take it and just walk away. It's, but, but it's hard. It's hard, hard to. Back, back when I started doing the sports at K-Bear in 95, 96, there was one particular guy who hated me. Yeah. And I don't know if you, if you remember, he used to call up on air and dispute things I said. Um, one th- I might have reported something wrong. Or I, one, one time I was talking about the legendary football coach, George Allen, who died of pneumonia. And there was a story linking it to he, his, the end of it. He used to coach the Redskins. But towards the end of his career, he coached like a little college team. And a player dumped some Gatorade on him after a game. And he got sick and... and a lot of people thought it led to his death. I wasn't saying that as fact. I just said, oh, yeah. John, I think I heard that story. This guy called in. This guy, Ken's an idiot. That, that's his, just be, You know why? Because I was on air and he wasn't. Yeah. Well, it, it, this technology is so great mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of respects, but in, then it, it allows uh, for the worst to come out in people. And yeah. then it, it literally is sinking our culture because <laughs> yeah. the, the, anonymous, the anonymous yeah. tag now uh, for – our local newspaper just today announced, as a matter of fact, that you can't post anonymously. You ha- it has to be linked to a Facebook account now. Right. So now, if you're going to really fake them, you're going to have to go now create another Facebook account. And see, right. they're always trying to skirt it, but they're never going to be able to truly do it. I don't think. But but this whole this whole culture we live in now is, hey, I could give you crap. Yeah. I could I could I could ruin a business now. Yeah. By putting reviews because I'm. I go uh, on to restaurant reviews, and if I see that there's only three stars, uh, someone kind of just naturally clicks in. It's, it must not be too good, you know? And- uh, my friend Joey Rockenstein and his podcast, The Bitter Bistro Podcast, uh, I encourage you all to listen to it. It's a podcast by waiters for waiters, but also it's enjoyed by other people. He has uh, some segments where he reads the Yelp reviews, and he's gone after some of these people. He's actually called them up in the rooms and prank called them at four in the morning because he's tracked them down because they gave him a bad review because uh, a lot 
lot of people, it's just they're going out of their way. Yeah. It isn't like they really found a problem. It's like they're making a problem and going to Yelp because they feel their voice is heard. Yeah. And it does destroy businesses. And it validates their life to a degree, and their life is really f- filled with nothing. And then here you have people like yourself and all the guests you've had thus far that are really the last uh, frontier of America, in my mm-hmm. opinion, the, risking it. Uh, they're, they're, they're entrepreneurs. They're, they're risking their reputation. They're risking their folks money in a lot of situations. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And so you have all that stress. You're trying to succeed. You're trying to benefit yourself. But in your case, you're in a group that I think as a group, as a whole, you're trying to benefit each other, which is extra cool. And, uh, and then, then you got some schmuck sitting in his basement in his mother's basement in his shorts and doing his thing and, 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 and making life a little bit miserable. It's hard to it, believe me. Uh, you try not to look at the comments. It's like it's like the old days. Don't read the papers, kid. Uh, if a video posts up on, on Schmo Plus or Schmo's No YouTube page or something, uh, I'll go to it and I'll scroll the comments. And I'll scroll down the and if I and, and I'll see you. Hey, Ken, though, we like Ken. Or they, and it makes me feel good, which technically it shouldn't. I should yeah. just ignore those too. I should yeah. just not get my validation from that, um, uh, because then I'll find one negative one and I'll feed on that for a week. Yeah, I mean, if there's some substance to it, and, and if it is literally, hey, I did like the show better when you just talked movies. Okay, I could take sure. that, take that bad review, and as long as that review stops there and it's yeah. not a continuous like abusive behavior or an obnoxious yeah. behavior, okay, then I could respect the negative review. And as long as there's substance, and I, I'm open minded, and believe me, if I can improve my product by hearing criticism. I always right. took it and I want to take it. So absolutely. Absolutely. The troll culture is an interesting culture. Um, it's, you know, you know, but I take the, I take, I hope this is exciting enough for you, Jack. <laughs> I'm worried now. Yeah. You can review the last five minutes now. Yeah. If you want to, please, please review, put it on iTunes. <laughs> <Your God. laughs> um, uh, so what's going on in your life, Mr. Moody? What's going on? Well, as you know, I worked at a, at a, uh, cooler that, you know, cools, uh, vegetables. And right now yeah. we're in the middle of bell pepper, uh, harvest and that's been pretty much dominating my life for the past uh, which month. is 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 hell it's 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 hell month for you huh it pretty much is for two months yeah did you eat bell peppers in real life yeah, no you so you don't so, no. you, so you don't go back to the madonna inn and no. you don't eat bell peppers i do not you're very that. affected by your work and i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm just asking does it does it bleed into you yes oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. it's yeah, it's, I mean, I just wit- I'm not going to get into details. We just witnessed a call that you had to take from work. Now, yeah, that would annoy me. The, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, blame you. Yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps you should start your own podcast broadcasting uh, about um, um, your your job. I think it would bore the hell out of people. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, we we are currently broadcasting from Arroyo Grande, but nearby is the Santa Maria Valley. Yeah. And uh, coupled with the Salinas Valley, we literally are the salad bowl to the world. Literally, yeah. And uh, so we are in an area where uh, if you're eating a salad somewhere in the Southland today or had it for lunch today, it probably came from either where we are here or a little further north in Salinas, California this time of year. And so that whole agricultural business, which is very predominant in this area, along with the wineries and along with uh, tourism Mm -hmm. and stuff, 
stuff like that. You do get late night calls because I'm that's my day to day job too. Except yeah. I'm in sales and logistics of it. He sees it uh, from a totally different end. But it's a it's an interesting business, and those calls happen, and this mm-hmm. is something you get used to. You get midnight calls from uh, truck drivers with that uh, Midwest uh, accent or the East <laughs> accent, and yeah. I'm lost. I'm trying to find your cooler, and you know you're like. It's like, oh. Which is Jeff's cooler, right? Or yeah. Jeff's ice maker. I just watched Nightline. I wanted to go to sleep. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you get those calls. So it's a different business. It's a different game. You how, know, how is this business doing? Is the economy hit it? Are we? Are is that why our salad costs are going up? Well, I think uh, you know the funny thing about it is it's, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not representing anybody or and i'm not an expert but i suspect that the reason why a lot of the stuff is going up is because of uh regulation uh, food safety and a lot of it's good a lot yeah. of it is uh, uh it really doesn't mean much uh i think the thing that drives me crazy is whenever you have these uh, uh food recalls or the uh, the scares the e coli scares yeah. and it's always in bagged spinach or bagged lettuce and they always point to the uh the processor and it's mm. obviously something you want to look at Sure. But it never is ever looked at, hey, maybe the produce guy didn't wash his hands. He put his hand in his pants for 10 minutes prior to handling <laughs> the lettuce or something like that. And that possibly could be. And so what happens is the scare is always the processor right. and that shuts down the market. Everybody doesn't buy lettuce for a week until they forget about it. Right. And uh, it, so it hurts the business. So these poor farmers, especially in a small community here, it's very hard to be a small farmer right now. Yeah. We we come from an area that has grown uh, pretty substantially over the last 10 years. Absolutely. When, when I first moved here, um, uh, which was three months after I was born in 1976, mm. from Salinas, California, uh, yeah. the population here was probably six 7,000 people. Right yeah. now it's about 23,000, 24,000 here. So that's a substantial growth. But in that... You had all these farm fields here, and then all of a sudden neighborhoods got built around yeah. them, and now you have all these issues of uh, pesticides and spraying and wind and all that stuff. And so the neighborhoods are now basically taking over the, the, the valuable soil land that this area was known for, and the worry is now that we're squeezing the little farmer too much that they're going to basically have to give up, right. and then basically it's the complaint up here is it's maybe you guys down there don't like it, but we're going to be L.A. It's just going to be strip sure. mall after strip mall and there's gonna be no open land well and it's kind of become that way I, w- I was today in a 7-eleven that was nearby a strawberry stand and back in my youth where it was on grand avenue there was that strawberry stand that's right and just fields behind it it's that's now right. a 7-eleven and track house that's right it's all in the, uh, yeah, exactly. it has grown uh you know when i moved out of here in 98 and i'd come back by 2000 i was running stoplights and uh traffic lights that weren't there three years prior it, it's uh and you do have a lot of the comforts and amenities that I have down there. Uh, but I even, uh, you know, as, as a Los Angeles-based uh, person, uh, I look up here and go, I kind of miss some of the old, you know, charms. But I do like the growth a little bit because I'm, I'm used to it now. Sure. But I can imagine not wanting it. Yeah, Jeff? Yeah, you say that. But every time yeah. you come down here, your, your interpretation is like, uh, oh, yeah. here are these, uh, you know, backs back hole uh, backwood hillbillies and, yes. you know here i am you know high and mighty with my <laughs> ray bands on and i've never owned ray bands well you know mm. you know my glasses usually 10 bucks 
Yeah. They look glasses. like Ray-Bans. Mall glasses. <laughs> okay. yeah, they're, they're Doug bands. But you do look the part. I mean, yeah, you do look the part. So you know. Before you left LA, I think your biggest food purchase I was witness to was a Taco Bell, and I think you had like eight tacos in oh, one yeah. sitting, right? I remember that day you did that. I was stunned. And then you went to LA for a few years, and then you came up here, and then you ordered like 70 bucks for the sushi. It was impressive. Very impressive. Laying down money like it just grew on trees. Like I had it. Yeah. Right, um, right. I long for those Taco Bell days because I can't do them anymore. No, we used to do that. Uh-huh. There was a time in our lives that we would yeah. go to Carl's Jr. and have not one but two of those Western bacon cheeseburgers. We had metabolism back then. Oh, it was such a great thing. It was a great I graduated high school 150 pounds. I'm lucky if I'm under 220 right now. Wow. (laughs) Um, No, it's funny. So you're talking to a couple guys that are are creative and had some broadcast history, but now are all in the kind of the food service business. Now, if you could get me on a full-time gig doing something creative in broadcasting or something in front or behind the camera, I would do that in a heartbeat. But unfortunately, the economy hurt that too. Absolutely. Um, But through through agriculture... um, I have met some of the most gracious, the most, the mm-hmm. best people you'll ever meet in your life. And to tell you quickly about it was when we, um, I moved here in 76, three months old, my father had got a job here with the Pismo Oceano Vegetable Exchange. And that will mean nothing to anybody probably listening to the show. Right. But just to give you an example, it's basically a, a, a cooperative company. In, uh, and when it started in the 30s or uh, late 20s it was about 15 japanese american families here mm-hmm. and they used to farm uh, snow peas and and lettuce and basically everything they grew kind of stayed here but then it also went down to la in in trucks and stuff uh, this uh, when world war ii happened uh, december 7th 41 comes across uh, all these people in this area that were japanese americans were um, uh, within 24 to 48 hours of the war were told uh, get away from the coast and get onto the east side of uh, highway one and then mm-hmm. eventually they were all interned and yeah. their land basically taken away from them and uh, th- some in the Pismo Beach area, a lot of those families lost their land. Uh, uh, the the ones that I grew up with and my dad ended up working for uh, were blessed to have a, a good a good uh, pair of families here that really took care of the ranches and and kept the land up and 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 kept income mm-hmm. coming to the ranch. And uh, you know, so a lot of these people were interned uh, down in uh, Southern California, to yeah. Arizona, to, uh, Colorado, even too. So. Um, I have a perspective uh, of why this country is really a great place, even yeah. though the country did a bad thing then. Sure. These people um, are my friends. Uh, I call them my family. In fact, I'll run into them and you'll hear me say uncle or, mm-hmm. or, or auntie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, that's how it is. It's just a sign of respect. But um, they don't... Uh, hold any ill will it's quite amazing if that had happened yeah. to me you know how steamed i get about just uh anything simple you can't take a automobile criticism i can't take a criticism like yeah. that these people got kicked out of their houses and led their land and uh and were were, were basically kept away for years mm-hmm. and uh they are the uh, they are just the the best patriots if if there's ever a definition for that word it's these people mm-hmm. so i was very fortunate to grow up in this area with these people and so um they're not trying to poison you so if there's a lettuce scare or a spinach scare it's just jeff reaching down his pants exactly thank you guys <laughs> anyone on your crew doing that do we have you to blame come on do, do, if there's are a bell guys pepper. reaching down their pants because of me i'm gonna have to say no well i don't know if it's because of you just on your crew maybe if there's a bell pepper scare i'm gonna know it's come from you and your crew most of my Matt just he just most of my crew's women and yeah they're not going to have their hands down their pants I make sure of that <laughs> no if, there if are it might help the bell pepper community there oh, are um, 
for the most part, seriously though, kid, uh, there yeah. is so much uh, food safety regulation. There's a lot oh, of monitoring, yeah. and to, to, I can't promise you that everything is going to be pristine. I mean, a, a, a seagull right. flying above the field is going to be a threat to something. Yeah. But now we monitor that. Uh, we monitor for deer tracks or uh, wild pig tracks in fields. Really? Now, yeah, they have to do it. And if there's yeah. any sign of it, then they have to uh, they have to really watch and and, and actually sometimes even just destroy uh, crop because it's not because deemed pig safe. Feet. Yeah. Because there's yeah, pig, yeah, yeah, pig yeah, feces prints. and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah wow. things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you don't think about that. Yeah. You don't. No, you drive down the road and you don't. Yeah, you don't realize that there mm. there are some um, uh, regulations in place that uh, that the, the that's come down in the last uh, mm. few years, and uh, you don't realize it driving down the road. Um, but yeah, mm. it, nothing's nothing's fail safe, you know. But that could be yeah. with anything that we touch or put in our bodies at all. Yeah, so. sometimes I, I just don't worry about restaurants. I'm always nice to servers and staff, uh, and I know you are too as well. Uh, uh, maybe it didn't used to be though. Didn't used to be. I, I've always so I, I know stuff happens back there in those kitchens but i just try not to think about well, it well i mean i, I was, try to be as nice as i can you have to be you mm-hmm. have to treat them like royalty and um no i was a smart ass little kid i think in high school and i yeah, my, my order were. took too long and i gave him a snide remark that was really the only incident and <laughs> yeah, that, that was ridiculous just one? why just does my stu- food taste like no, spit no it was mm. stupid yeah no it was really dumb mm-hmm. but no these and that's the other thing it's like everybody knocks the, oh the fast food em, the employee and it's like right. darn it they're working those you are know? the hardest working people they're working. I've, I've seen they, now whether they I, deserve that 15 dollars well, i've known people that have struggled to find jobs uh, who just don't want to go quote that low and I, I'm always amazed at that because those people are working. <laughs> They're working. Well, and here's They're the funny thing: hard. is believe yeah. it or not, right now um, we're having uh, we're having problems finding uh, labor to farm the fields. That's right. Uh, it's oh, a, really? It's a huge yeah. issue right now. So I hate to say this, uh, white America, but if you are unemployed, I can get you work tomorrow. But right. our culture is it's beneath them. They think it's beneath. I them. know someone that could. He, he's uh, in his garage down the road here. <laughs> oh, I'll get him up. Send me the resume. Send the Please resume. send me the resume. I don't want that. Well, face. it's interesting to say that you interesting that you say that because uh, especially maybe out here in California where um, uh, uh, you said white America ingests, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, and you have the the Latino culture predominantly associated with that. Yeah. Um, uh, when I'd go to like Tennessee and visit my ex girlfriend, I went out there. Um, all the fast food and all the bus boys and all the jobs that are normally not associated with uh, quote white America. They're out there yeah. because those are the jobs and those are the people they're willing to work. Yeah. So it's amazing when it, you, out there, those are jobs you have to fill. So, the, okay, I'll, it's a job. Yeah. And everyone kind of – there was the nicest fast food, fast food service I've ever experienced was in Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what if, what if there – so if you have all these job openings and people are you know complaining, I, I need a job, and you're like – Come, come dig in my field. Yeah. And they still don't want to do it. That is a big comment to it, me. It's a big, uh, it's a big commentary and it's not easy work. I mean, no, um, absolutely. it really is not easy yeah. work. Uh, sometimes I'm actually, I'll, I'll go and actually have to repack boxes of broccoli for a specific yeah. customer back East because it's only four to eight boxes. And I don't, we don't want to, 
you know, I call someone from the field to come all the way to the deal. So I'm a sale, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll get up and do it. I have no, no, no quorums doing it, but bending over for just 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Didn't you, you used to have to do that as a kid? Well, I mean, didn't you play in the field? So play, yeah, but you worked. Yeah. 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 As, as a, as a kid, I would, I would, I would help like mark boxes or staple boxes or even pack yeah. boxes and crates. And, mm-hmm. and that was just, but it was fun. It was fun yeah, yeah. at that time. It was exciting. It wasn't harsh label. It wasn't child labor. So sure. no one needs to ask me any questions. <laughs> further about that but but no but, but, yeah, those, but yeah i mean and, and i think these guys get paid reasonably uh okay uh you know ten dollars and is roughly about i think what yeah people our, make. our guys actually in the field our bell pepper guys get paid per a box yeah yeah and that's wonderful because so, you know so the harder they work yeah the more money, the more money they make and they yeah. love that they love mm-hmm. working hard but but look the we live in this uh, world that is very um and not to get economical, but I kind of fear for it because yeah. now that we don't manufacture anything in this country, really, yeah. what we have too many people and not enough jobs for. And so even if times were better, yeah, is there still enough jobs to go around? I right. don't know if there is, you know, how many, how many, hello, can I help you jobs? Can we, and we, we're even farming that out now. Right. So, uh, you know, I know you were, you were saying what's a good idea that you know, these guys deserve 10, $15 and, and spirit. You're right. But the thing is, I think what McDonald's is thinking about doing, and I, again, I think I heard this right, is that they'll actually call center the order taking. It will not. What? Yeah. They yeah. will actually call center. They've, before, the, they, they've started doing that. Yeah. They were like test marketing this where when you pulled up to the call box, you weren't talking to someone in that building. You were talking to someone clear a, a different part of the country. Get out of here. And there, so there, wow. that would be the threat that, well, you know what? If we can't pay ten fifty or whatever or $15, we'll, right. we'll just go ahead and make a call screen it and, we'll, or, uh, and we'll, we'll do it in India or something. So uh, I'm telling you, sometimes I just want to grab a shotgun, some f- dried food, and head to the wilderness. Well, I worry. No, and I really do worry about it. So like, uh, uh, we, we, it's not like the, it's not like the early 1900s. It's not like the, the 30s, 40s when we just boom, we made right. things. We made, we made that piece of wood that you you cut bread on. Right. You know, we don't do that anymore. You know, right. so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Someone smarter than me would have to say, well, uh, tell me why we shouldn't probably be more of an isolationist country. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and, but I'm a, I mean I'm a wicked capitalist. Yeah, you but, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, and I and I like the freedoms it gives. And and Hollywood is amazing to me in a sense because I what I, I you guys are truly the capitalists. You have budgets. Yeah. And, and you don't like to be taxed too much, so you'll go to the place that doesn't tax so much. Right. Yet the politicians they tend to support are the ones that yeah. want the taxes. And I, I just for, explain it to forever me. Forever confused about yeah, that. I'm Being a conservative in Hollywood. Uh, you know, I, I don't get why, uh, there's no film production in LA. That's not a literal statement, but no. in general, uh, uh, there is no film or TV production in, in Los Angeles. My, my brother is leaving. Yeah. My brother-in-law who is w- with the necessary union yeah. is a set builder and, and oh, those he, guys got hit hard. Yeah. And so, but all of his work has never really been in Los Angeles. It's right. always been in other places. New Mexico, Vancouver, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, New Detroit, Orleans too. New Orleans, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and it's killing the industry killing the town and there's movements now to film LA and a lot of things you can join and learn but yeah you're right then but they remain generally liberal and I don't want to get into no, 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 that too much but yeah they generally tend to be the ones the politicians that are like tax tax well tax, I'll tax, tell you tax. what if you think one side is right and the other is always wrong I'm telling you you are so dead wrong yeah, they're true. both screwing you I'm yeah. telling you we have to wake up to that and that's all I want to get into that too yeah. but after after Hollywood leaves <laughs> at least you'd say Oh, well, at least we have porn. Oh, 
we just lost porn. You know, so, I mean, so, I mean, as, as a resident of Northridge and Granada Hills and Chatsworth area for a long time before I moved to Studio City, uh, I can tell you that that fuels that part of the valley. Seriously, it, it, why did, why does Chatsworth want to give like um, a Camarillo a gift like that? I mean, you know, why do they want to do that? Hey, it might come up closer to you guys. Yeah, that's you true. That you got that spare room. That's true. That's hey, true. I mean, Oxnard does Waka need more Waka. than just two skyscrapers. That's so. Have you ever driven through Oxnard and think those things are just out of place? Why yes. stop it too? Right, well, they stopped there too. Uh, you, would you consider opening up your own uh, adult entertainment business here, uh, right there in that bedroom? No, I'm looking at you, Jeff. You're I, looking at me because you're going to have to hold the camera. He'll be well, the directing. shirt you're wearing matches the I do not uh, persona. Be in that? No, I just no. Capitalism, baby, capitalism. Yeah, right, just right. make sure uh, you have some people there to check that everyone's clean. Well, you is there money to even be made? I mean. You the the whole term, the adult video industry. Uh, I'm just curious because is struggling. Well, yes. I mean, ha, when you can't you can't compete against free, right? You can't. So how very how, tough? But how so? Viv, Vivid gets. I like drive these, by Vivid every week. Yes, you do drive by Vivid. <laughs> okay, so Vivid gets the um, uh, what do you call it? Like the the 15 minutes of fame starlet. Yeah, and, and they they get the money, and somehow they're able to get some of they're they're recouping that, right? I mean, they must be making a profit. You have that. Uh, what, what's the latest one? No, Weiner's uh, girl that just leathers. Anthony, why are you yeah. looking at me like I have? Because of your short shirt, you look like you're in porn tonight. You do. <laughs> you look like a porn. You look like a porn producer. It's not it's a bad boogie thing. Night. Oh, thank boogie you. Night shirt, Let's head on out to uh, on the town and Grover Beach and see if what we what we can rustle up for you. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Did you notice? Like, okay, her, her name was Sydney Leathers. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> I so, yeah. so Sydney Leathers was the one that was texting Anthony Weiner, right? Yeah. But she just had a breast augmentation. Right. You guys are great at that because she literally did it in a week and was like displaying them right after the surgery. There's right. no healing time anymore. <laughs> You're concerned about her, her I was, healing time. Yeah, I was. As you should be. You're a gentleman to the yeah, end. Thank you very much. A gentleman to the end. How does that work? I don't know. Well, has it gotten cheaper? Um, our just We're technology about breast implants yeah. now. Uh, wow, three guys who know nothing about it. But uh, <laughs> it's LA. I'll, I'll ask some friends. I've got some friends yeah. with some good jobs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How did we get on a tangent of adult? The adult. I video? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was because earlier we were talking about my uh, interactions with Tanya Tate. Uh, right. which, oh. uh, next year, I, I want to get you guys to a convention to meet her. I do want to meet. Oh, her. Oh no! Now. I mean, if the workload is ever uh, more than this last one, yeah, I'm more than happy to help out. Yeah, I, you guys Absolutely. would be a great videographer That'd be fun. team. That'd be fun. Uh, a lot of fun. Comic-Con was fun this year. Crazy. Uh, filming on the floor. is uh, It's unlike anything. If you're a little claustrophobic, though, I wouldn't recommend it. So will you say openly um, mm-hmm. who your favorite star has been that you've been in company with and who the worst you've ever met yeah, the, uh, I haven't been around a ton, but are you talking just generally around uh, my schmoes? No career or just my time in Hollywood? Just all time in Hollywood. Uh, and, and do they have to be famous at the no. time I met them? Because obviously I met some before. No, that actually might uh, be more intriguing. Well, yeah. you know, it's well documented. I grew up, came up in the groundlings with people like Kristen Wiig and, and Mikey Day, who, who went on NBC shows, and Brian Keith Etheridge, who's a successful writer in Hollywood. Those type of people were spectacular then, and I imagine they are now. I don't have a lot of interactions with them. Um, but as terms, uh, in terms of the established ones, which that's, that's the key because anyone can be nice before you're famous. Um, I have met, um, uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. uh, lifelong, lifelong, uh, hero, uh, kind of icon of, of my, uh, you know, pro wrestling career, sure. meeting him. And now I won't say I'm friends with him. I have friends who have 
now become friends with him who have his I actually have his phone number too but he'll never answer my call <laughs> uh, I'm just some weirdo but um he is spectacular one of the nicest men I've ever met um Maria Menounos uh meeting her now a couple times through Shmo's no perhaps one of the most charming charismatic uh, you just want to bask in her glory type of people. And I don't mean that in some weird, obsessive, stalkerish way. You just get around her, and she's like, give me a beer. Let's have fun. Let's go. It's amazing to be around And her. all these, they don't have entourages. I mean, that's those are the ones that you really... Yeah, no, she, I mean, she usually, if they come to the Schmoes, no, they got a publicist with them. Okay. That's okay. That's a comfort thing, especially because they're just learning who we are. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, We just had RJ Midian, who was from uh, Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. and he had a publicist with him. But depending on the person, we've had, you know, our vibe is very, we're Schmoes. We're a couple guys, Mark and Christian, talking about movies. So you show up, and we're like, hey, you want a beer? We'll go live here. They kind of get the vibe. They have fun, and they kind of, you see them kind of, yeah, you can see it. And we have that. Uh, obviously, we're, we're close friends w- with Katie Sackoff, and she's like that, too. She is who she projects herself to be, just this cool bike, motorcycle, beer-drinking chick, and, and she's one of the nicest uh, to be around. Um, we've been lucky to not have usually the vibe. They show up, and they get it. Um, it takes a while. Allie Hayes, uh, an adult film star, mm-hmm. um, who uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know you. Um <laughs> Emmanuel, and then she turned around. Emmanuel through time. She showed up, and she was very nice, very professional, and she had a, a handler with her. Uh, and, uh, and a, a handler? A publicist. Is right. That's what I call the handlers. <laughs> and a... Um, and a girlfriend, which we were struggling to, it was a friend, but it was the, the, she had an aura of very protectiveness. Around, we couldn't figure that one out. Mm. It's more bodyguard than mm. friend. But um, she was polite, professional, respectful, but also very distant and cold to me. And I'm the producer and one of the first that they meet when they get there. All right, the show's going to, we're going to bring you in here. And yeah. could you please tweet this out? I already tweeted it out. Oh, okay. No problem. Hey, yeah. here's what we're going to do. All right. Well, I need to promote this. Mo- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to promote your thing. And then when she got on the show, she looked around and was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And she turned to be one of the best guests and one of the nicest people we've ever met on the yeah. show. Oh, that's good. So I've been fortunate. The worst ones, I don't. I don't want to say. Yeah, you don't have to. It's tough to say, but we've had some some um, people on the show where they weren't bad, um, but that you just kind of look around and you're like, they're not getting the vibe. Yeah, they're not getting the vibe. So, would you, someone who uh, admires somebody, would you recommend against ever meeting the person you mm. admire? I always say, would be be cautious. Be cautious. You may not like the reaction yes. you get. Yeah, uh, I've been fortunate enough. You know, I. Uh, you know, there's some people out there uh, that I would love to meet, uh, say, a wrestler like CM Punk, or uh, and I know people who are close friends with him, um, but I would never go and just meet him as, hi, I'm a fan of yours. Yeah. Not that he doesn't like that or respect the fans, but he's kind of standoffish. Yeah. And so I don't want my fandom to be ruined by, I just want him to go do his thing. Um, a legendary one like Paul Westerberg of the band The Replacements. It is legendary. Yeah. Legendary that he can be kind of a curmudgeon. And yeah. Jim Rome, the, the radio sportscaster, big fan, tells greatly a story of meeting his icon, Paul Westerberg, of The Replacements and how horrible it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you do have to be careful. Have you met somebody, Joe? Have you ever gone up to say hello? Who would you like to meet? I actually got to meet, really briefly, Jerry Garcia. 
Nice. Yes. Nice. When was this? Yeah. Uh, Madonna Inn. He actually... See? Yes. You hate the Madonna Inn, but you got to meet Jerry Garcia. <laughs> really quick. You what know, room did he stay in? He what, didn't have room. He, he rented out the entire dining room. Awesome. It was for his birthday. And awesome. one, one of the things they got him yeah. was a uh, one, turkey basters. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole, yeah, our official uh-huh. insemination thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't get so, it. No, go ahead. No, but dear God, man. No, but you been, but no, Madonna Inn was kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh, and um, uh, Bill Clinton's. Co- uh, yeah, Lewinsky. Yeah, Monica yeah. Lewinsky. You met La Monica. Lewinsky? I did not met, meet her. I yeah. saw her drive. It was the weirdest thing. Explain she, more. <laughs> okay, she was staying at one of our one of our rooms. Yeah. Okay, and I guess she was having like this European bunch group of people okay. follow her around for something like a kind of like a reality show gotcha. back then. Maybe a documentary or a show or something. But okay. it, was, it was so weird because she had like one of these vans that she would travel in and all these Europeans, like like something like Dieter back in the 80s with the glasses, <laughs> with Vespa scooters yes. following her around her. Yeah, I think oh, she was man. actually doing like a tourism show for the BBC at the time. Yeah, yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was okay. weird, you know, and, you know, and uh, Miss Madonna uh, met her and said she was a very cordial, nice person. Of right. course, you know, she you know, washed her hands after shooting, but still... <laughs> It, there was there was pleasantness. Did you around. get to see her? Did you get yes, to see I her? got to see her. I got to ask how, because on TV you look a little bit. I always thought she was an attractive woman. I always thought that, but she was quote unquote bigger. But was she that big? When I saw her, no. Yeah. I mean, she she was. How do you say she's full figured? But it's, yeah, no, it, was, it was it yeah. was it was good. Yeah, it was I good. That. It, yeah. I mean, I don't you know. Of course, like you said, trolls. But she yeah. she was she was. I didn't see. I didn't see it. The you know the. The problem. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I always right. thought she was attractive. Girl. Wasn't Courtney Cox and Arquette supposed to get married there? Didn't they at least oh, really? scout it out? Yeah, I believe they did. Uh, there is a uh, Sharon Stone thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she went in there and she did not like Madonna in. Right. She thought it was the most gaudy, tacky, tacky <laughs> from a certain awful, point of view. I could see that. It, you know, and apparently she did not like for it. Those, yeah. For those not familiar, I guess we should stop and explain right. it. And then I want to come back to Jerry Garcia. Right. But we should explain the Madonna Inn is a very historic inn, a hotel, basically, a resort up here in San Luis. Right. Uh, that has a bunch of different theme rooms. Right. A hotel, uh, yeah, hotel yeah. rooms that have different themes. You know, just the pink room. Yeah, the, the rock caveman room. room. Yeah, the caveman room. Yeah. What are some of the other ones? Uh, the Venetian room, mm-hmm. um, gay 90s room. It's not what you think. Uh, Even you know, I think yeah, um, yeah. stagecoach room. Is there a pirate room or something? No, there's not. No, a there, I thought there was room. a room. No. There should be the expansion one. Should <laughs> no, and, but, and people, my, my parents stayed there on their honeymoon. Before we, they lived up here. They stayed there. Oh, on their right, honeymoon. Right. And, and I, yeah. I love the place. I'm not going to say I hate the place. I, sure. I love the place. But, but it's but, more famous for its waterfall urinal. The waterfall urinal. Yeah. The chocolate cake. Right. It's it's a tourist attraction, and I and so I'm not surprised that it it brings up right uh, celebrities or anything. How was Jerry Garcia? You got to meet him, and yeah, wonderful. Wonderful, nice guy. Yeah, just a down home, nice guy. Uh, and that, and that, that had to be pretty late in his life then. Yes, right? yeah. yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, that's great. That's a great experience. Yeah. So the one time I actually go up to somebody quasi famous, yeah. it was Jack Jones. Who's Jack, Jack Jones? Yes, who's Jack Jones? Jack Jones kind of a career. He's saying, hey, little girl, go gotcha. your hair. And then he also, <laughs> but you'll know, he sang the theme of the love book. Now you're now you're talking. Love right. exciting and new. And there we go. So, so he came here to Arroyo Grande to the Clark Center for a concert, yeah. and um, and uh, because I was on radio, and uh, the host Dave did me a big favor and got me the tickets, great right. tickets, and and then backstage access, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, a kind of an idiot to do it, but I just thought, you know what? 
you know, you like, you kind of yeah. like the crooner thing, go up and say hello and just say thanks for coming. Don't ask for an autograph or, right. or a picture, right. nothing like that. So I go up to him and I, I go, hey, Mr. Jones, thank you so much for talking about Tony Bennett. And I'm a big fan, but I think I went on too much about Tony Bennett and not about him. <laughs> and I, yeah. just gotten, I had just gotten done seeing Tony Bennett at the Santa Barbara Bowl. Careful. Uh, yeah, very careful. But I said, thanks for coming. I hope you could make it again. Well, this guy uh, was so caked on with makeup that he couldn't really, I, I don't think he could actually communicate <laughs> with me because he was so caked on with makeup but he just was like that's interesting okay thanks and so then I, then I left the room thinking my heart was kind of on the floor it's like oh that didn't go very that's well easy. and so every time that song hey little girl come here you know th- th- now you, they, you I'm always reminded of get it embarrassed always <laughs> reminded of it and I cr- it's, so it's like cringe time yeah <laughs> I, you know, it's funny you talk about the makeup there. Uh, one of my, uh, I think it's my roommate, Lou Santini, comedian. I think it's his story. He uh, was at a restaurant early in his time when he moved to Hollywood, and Tony Curtis was sitting oh. at a table. And Tony Curtis uh, was so caked on in makeup, he, he looked like an old woman. Like, it, And this was just not on set. He was just out having food. And uh, I wonder, there's some weird connection to old Hollywood people, and I guess uh, yeah. maybe we'll all be there. No, the other one that I, I, I brushed shoulders with, and he just looked at me, and I just looked at him, I, and just kind of like we nodded at each other, was Oliver North. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, Holly North. I yeah. love those type of celebrity yeah. sightings. You know, those are the ones when, when you're uh, at a, uh, One time I was in an elevator with... Um, um, uh, LeVar Burton. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, in about 1999. Yes. And uh, it was like, you look over and you're like, oh, reading Rainbow, Star Trek. That's awesome. I'd rather have that than uh, someone, you know, I've, I've met Britney Spears. Uh, by met, meeting, I mean, I've had to deal with her and her crew. Yes. And Paris Hilton. I've actually spoken to Paris Hilton. Yeah. Gorgeous, actually, in person. But not as impressive as LeVar, hey, LeVar Burton. What was that conversation? It was pretty much me looking in silence. That's LeVar Burton. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, the one the one time I actually did have to ask for a picture was with uh, a presidential candidate, Dennis Kucinich's wife. Yeah. She was very tall, yeah, had a yes. tongue ring, very yes, attractive yes, yes, woman. Yes, yes. And I was doing radio at that point, so I, I walked her out to her car. She literally like drove herself to the studio pitching for her man, yeah. and she gave me the biggest compliment. She says, you have just the nicest voice, she said. And she had a, kind of a little accent to yeah. her. And I, and I said, thank you so much, Mrs. Kucinich, and good luck but obviously i was gonna vote for him but. you uh you you reminded me of that i i've met magic johnson through mm. my day job and talk about entourages uh he had he had a big entourage but he drove himself yeah and he was the nicest most humblest guy kind of like jerry garcia he just he shook everyone's hand looked yeah. me in the eye looked everyone in the eye and was like hi i'm magic nice to meet you hi yeah. i'm magic nice to meet you that changed my opinion of what anything i had thought about him before and i didn't have a negative opinion no, not at all. but it was like magic he showed up driving his own car is this the right spot Yes, Magic Johnson of the Lakers. And, hey, come. So yeah, I, I respect. So Jay that. Leno drives his own car, but you don't. You don't like Jay Leno. Is that my? Um, no, no, no. That's that's incorrect. Okay. Um, I've never found him funny on the Tonight Show. I agree that's with you. Not there. my Tonight Show. I agree with you. Um, but I will say, having read all those books about that, the Late Shift and and the Battle for Late Night, knowing his story and knowing people who've known him and seen him perform live in the seventies, he's a legendary comic yeah. and with a work ethic that bar none, just one of the greatest work work ethics and and. Kind of sneaky. Yeah. And I respect his power plays. And make no mistake, he never wanted to leave The Tonight Show. 
they forced him out, yeah. and it, the, you know he power played his way back in, and he power played his way into that seat in the first time. So I kind of have an odd respect for him. Just tonight's show is not my style. What he does with it is that uh, that whole marketplace for late night television. I mean, is it does it even matter anymore? I mean, I, I couldn't I tell you the last time I've ever watched it. Have you ever watched the? Uh, just came out a couple years ago. There's a documentary about Carson. Find it on Netflix. Oh, I, yeah, I, I know what you, it yeah, was on I PBS, and I, yes. everybody tells yeah. me I need to see it. And I haven't yeah. seen it. Yet. Uh, I just watched it about three weeks ago, yeah. and um, I never watched Carson as much growing up like like you did, like yeah. we discussed previously. But yeah. I always had that respect for him, and I've had some people who've uh, uh, met him or around him at the Hollywood Improv in the '90s, and kind of horrible stories. Mm. There's someone you kind of didn't want to meet, yeah, because yeah. um, he was so close to it. But that documentary is spectacular, and what it reminded me of is. There is nothing like that, the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, on TV anymore. No. There's nothing that can make your career immediately if you're on it as a comedian. That's a good point. Nothing like that. That's a good point. As much as I do like Letterman, I don't, but I don't watch him. Yeah. Yeah. I love Conan. Never watch Conan. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like Conan. Do you ever watch him? Yeah. <laughs> no, I even like Craig Ferguson. I think he's doing great with what he's done. He's charming. He's great. I think he's done. And Jimmy Fallon has grown into a great host. Jimmy Kimmel's great. He's very modern. I don't watch any of it. But I'm not an expert consultant, but somebody does have to tell Conan O'Brien he has a, just the most irritating habit of doing something. Right before he gets to the punchline of the joke, he always does. <laughs> he does that every count. You just yes. listen to it. He always it's claps his, his hand before. It drives sick. me crazy. I can't watch it. Uh, yeah, I'll tell him. I, I, I've met Andy Richter a couple times. Okay. Uh, Big uh, fan with, of at, at the Farmer's Market yeah. in Hollywood. And uh, there's a funny down-to-earth guy. Big guy. Tall guy. And his kids are very funny, too. So uh, anyone you want to meet, Jeff? Anyone I want to meet? Yeah. Who, and I'm not. Let, let's take legends out of it. Like, we all, I want to meet Paul McCartney. Hey, right, we're right, not right, talking right. about that. On a lower level, who, who would you want to meet? Sarah Silverman. I love her. <laughs> For three weeks in a row. He keeps coming back. Well, well, because I have... Come on down to Hollywood and I'll I, try I to love, love her. Um, let's hear that. You must uh, really like Wreck-It Ralph then, huh? <laughs> I like Conan O'Brien. I like to meet Conan because okay. I think he's a down-on-earth guy. Let's go get a, we can go to a taping. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been a Tony Bennett. Yeah, I, I, Tony I, Bennett. That's good. Okay. He, Legend, he, but yeah. Right, totally. Legend. All right. Mr. D? Yeah. I, you know, honestly, it's funny you ask that because then I started thinking about it. I don't... I just don't have this giant inkling to go and want to meet. Like when you say meet, do you just talk just a little you know, quick meet and greet or sit at a table and have dinner with them or what? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. Um, I used to say, I used to joke on MySpace. I, on one of the profile things was uh, um, I had something like, I'd like to sit down with a blank, 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 and blank, and blank and have dinner with them. Mm-hmm. It was like Vince Scully, Steve Edwards. <laughs> oh, Fox sure, sure, Morning sure. sure. Uh, and Roddy, Roddy Piper was on the list and, there, and Steve Martin, I think, and everything. Of course, I'd love to meet Steve Martin. And everything. Yes. But, so getting to meet Piper and, and like, oh, wow, I you know, got punched in the face by him in a ring and all that stuff. Uh, I kind of scratched him off the list, and I loved to meet <laughs> Vin. I had someone meet him, and they ran into him in an elevator at Dodger Stadium. They started crying. I, yes. I would probably do that. Um, but there's – you know what I'd like to meet? Megan McCain. John oh, McCain's really? daughter. Really? I think that's a spectacular young lady with a great career. Who, Spunky. 
who is a modern conservative, which is what I consider myself, and I follow her on Twitter. That's about as close as I'll get. But I look at someone like that, and I'm like, that's someone I'd like to hang out, and I bet she's as cool as she projects. And uh, so that's a weird, obtuse one, but that's kind of... She's going to have her own show here shortly. She's got, uh, raising, raising McCain. And yeah. It's, okay. I think it just started. She's got some spunk. I, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I may not uh, totally agree with her on everything, but yeah, she's got spunk, and right. I like that. I like that in some right. way. So that's, that's you know, again, I like Steve Martin. I'd love nothing more than to meet or work with Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, but um, you never know. But um, Steve Martin was. Uh, I mean, growing up, I mean, uh, uh, John Candy, Steve Martin, Ch- Chevy Chase. You loved Candy. Yeah, I loved John Candy. Still do, I'm sure. Love John Candy. I had. I have a personal autograph from John Candy that we were able to get from a golf tournament when he he showed up here. Oh, uh, so you met him? I didn't meet him actually, my oh. mom, because I wasn't allowed at the golf tournament at that age. I was only like six or seven, but my mother uh, was there and went up to him, and he was gracious to do it, and yeah. was more than happy to do it. I hear great stories. Him. Yeah, great guy, and, I, and that's boy. They don't make him like that anymore. But Steve Martin, I have always loved Steve Martin. I always like L.A. Story, the movie. No one likes that except me. It seems uh, like but I, I'm the one who tor- turned you on. Yeah, to Jeff that actually story. did. Yeah, turn me on yeah you two should talk to my roommate Lou at Santini. We're big uh, Steve Martin fans. We came up here to see him up at the uh, performing that's arts right. center mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, have you ever run into celebrities? Uh, uh, well, you mentioned Jerry Garcia, but there's a lot to come up here. I don't think people realize that. Steven Stigall, I guess, Steven was around. Steven Stigall? Yeah. Stigall, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I guess he was hanging around here for a while, too. Harrison Ford. Harrison right? Ford, I think, actually flies his plane, and uh, he's been up here with uh, Costa Flockhart. Does he live up here? I hear that. The rumor, the rumor is, is that he does have a, a little house on the hill somewhere, I think, right. in the Pismo Beach area, but I don't know that to be true. But uh, Costner? Costner has been seen here. JFK Jr. Didn't he own some property up That's here? That's right. I think in North County he did. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah no. But so a lot of them come up here. Did Did Madonna own a place in Shell Beach? <clears throat> Madonna. No. Uh, um, possibly. That's something I haven't heard. Right. But uh, um, um, I know. I just know because I, I know I've seen uh, you know uh, Katie Sackoff and Trisha Helfer come up here on their motorcycles and they'll tweet pictures from Pismo. Oh, really? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows they're up here, and I think that's great. No, that's and that's what I like. And those are the those are, they, I have to think those are the best ones. The ones that can get on the motorcycle by yeah. themselves. They don't need a crew. Yeah, just just do it. You know, and, yeah. and if they're approachable, great. You know, and as fans, you just you have to respect their their privacy to yeah. a degree. You know, I mean, but it, you know, it doesn't hurt. You know, hey, don't expect an autograph if you shake their hand and you know take a little yeah i'm not i'm picture. not a big picture yeah person. no yeah we'll take yeah. we'll take studio pictures on schmoes but i always get asked like hey why don't you have a picture of you and maria because you know i don't want a picture with her i want to work with her yeah exactly yeah you yeah. know yeah. I, and she invites us to her house for parties and i every time i've been busy unfortunately oh really um <laughs> so i want to i don't want to go over there and be like hey can i have your autograph take a picture i want to be a peer with these people so that's i i don't yeah don't you want to be able route. to see her yeah. down the street again say hey ken how are you yeah. doing instead yeah Picture. That's that's, right. that's a better goal. Um, did we solve your dating problems yet? No, not yet. No, oh, okay. But thank you for trying. I do have another question for you. Oh, yes, sir. That's good. Okay. Yes. Y- you're you're you have an online YouTube uh, Game of Thrones parody. How that that show? What's it oh, called? you're talking School of Thrones. Thank you, School of Thrones. School of yes. Thrones. How is that going? Because um, I heard that was supposed to make you, and you're you know, yes. you're getting five million hits, and we we the, onward and upward it, to success. I had uh, I had four seconds in it, so what? Um, I which I knew going in. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a whole story behind the creation of School of Thrones that I can't really go into because okay. it kind of gets um, it's a point of 
soreness and contention with uh, my writing partner and I, mm. and not between us, no, but right. uh, between the creators of the show. Uh, long story. Uh, in a short version, we kind of helped create it, and uh, my writing partner got completely, and my writing partner did a ton of work on it, right. and kind of completely, and not kind of, completely got cut out of it mm. um, uh, in any aspect. So there's some soreness there, but we all moved past it. We're all friends. But yeah, I'm in it for four seconds as Coach Baylon Gray Joy. It's a parody, but it did. It went viral the first episode. There's three episodes, about four minutes each. Um, and if you don't know Game of Thrones, you might not appreciate it as much as, as but if, but then again, if you know it too well, you probably hate it. Like half our views, I think, are people who hated it um, more than the ones who liked it. Um, but it went viral. It did. We were everywhere. We were on uh, Esquire, Wall Street Journal, yep. uh, USA Today. We were everywhere. The first episode got like two million hits in a day and a half. Wow. And then the next episode got six hundred thousand and third one got three hundred thousand no but i remember second one. i remember monitoring that and i, yeah. I remember calling jeff saying hey yeah. you know it kids getting crazy. some play that's kind of cool went crazy yeah no it's very cool um i thought here i go i put it on my twitter i think it's still on my twitter description coach balon and school of thrones i got zero followers <laughs> <laughs> zero but again i'm i'm in it for four seconds right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it might uh, i don't want to divulge it might continue in some form right so uh, but I'm, at, at, I'm as supposed a, to reappear as of now, it's not really... Uh... As of now, it's nothing. It right. died, like most things on the internet. Right. But that's kind of the design. We weren't expecting it. The creators were not expecting it to do what it did. It was just going to be a little niche thing. Game of Thrones fans will find it and maybe 200,000 views. That literally was the expectation. Uh, maybe collectively for all three episodes. And it just... What happened is pictures... And this is how the internet works. Uh, pictures from the set got leaked. I'll say... Quotations around the word leaked. Right. Yes. We knew what we were doing. Yeah. Um, certain internet celebrities were cast from other popular web shows um, who may, some of them are great actors, some of them maybe not so much, but they have bring with them an audience. So pictures got leaked. I was in one of the pictures. And that was what was more fun than the actual show is it's me pouring That's a bowl right. of punch on this kid, Joey, yep. and uh, who, who was in the Harry Potter, the musical web series and many other things. Great kid. Um, that got leaked. And the anticipation, we had 3,000 followers on Twitter before we even had one picture or one tweet up. Wow. <laughs> um, and it got leaked and, and all these pictures. Oh, my gosh. From the set. Mary Kate's on the show. And oh, my gosh. Da, da, da. And it and so the anticipation for the release in March of this past year, we, it was at a fever pitch. We already had like 2000 subscribers on YouTube and we had not put one thing on there. Um, and it blew up. And just because it was very well designed, it was Game of Thrones, which is one of the more popular shows and a parody with popular Internet personalities and it blew up and a two and a half million views in like that one week and then it just fizzles fizzles. and that's what the internet is what is popular now fizzles away my friend jack conway is a plugged in guy at machinima and uh, one of the more popular web companies he literally six months before other people get to it he'll send uh something to us hey look at this uh this uh sai the 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 korean rapper guy sure um um 
he showed me that six to eight months before it became popular. Well, and he was just in our area three months or two months yeah. ago shooting a video out here. Really? For another song. He was Get on out. horseback on our beaches here. Yeah, literally two <laughs> months ago. Hot, so that's yeah. coming. But that's how, so a lot of this stuff is already out there. It's right. so funny. It doesn't, well, look at what just Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel just did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the twerking, the twerking video. Yeah. Genius. And they, they put out a bunch and, and that one took and then the Miley, but they put it out before the Miley Cyrus thing. And then, and, uh, or it was conceived. Everything was conceived before then they got lucky with that twerking thing and, and that caught on i had people who i work with not not hot my day job so not the hollywood side who sent me this video and i said i said that's fake i told him i said that's that's fake not knowing yeah and i'm not a genius here i just was like that's fake that's fake no no dude this girl fell this girl fell ha lol lol two nights later kimmel reveals it is fake he's like how'd you know i'm like Cause just look at it it can't happen. That doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm not, so I'm not trying to pat myself on the shoulder, but yeah. I, I, I assumed it was a setup. Yeah. Now, the, the way it, the way yeah. it was set up. I had. I just assumed. I just, there's no way that the it camera happens. angle it doesn't happen. The it fire doesn't, yeah, exactly doesn't, it happen. doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. It's funny. Yeah. And then Kimmel reveals it. Yeah. I think it's a masterstroke, and I have a lot of respect for Kimmel yeah. for doing that because yeah. he pulled the strings. Yeah. On, no. on everybody, and I think it speaks a lot of what society and what the internet really truly is. It is a yeah. meteor that flashes along the sky. But what's interesting, I think you have a glorious opportunity because you now you have 20 or so guests all talented people in different areas you all ought to consolidate your efforts Uh and i mean whether it's a production company or just get a get a a hotel conference room one day on one saturday and see if there's something that you guys can do and want to do and boy with that much manpower i I, sky's the limit i i I agree and and um your guys's skills as uh as videographers and i hope podcasters comes into play too i don't uh, i don't forget what you guys have accomplished up here but one of my long-term goals is to look around and i have people like joey rockenstein with his bitter bistro podcast scott tomaso with 10 reasons why show the schmoes of course and other people um forgetting their or not tim powers my friend tim powers who we i we're working on some stuff um, to kind of gather around, gather, circle the wagons, and go, let's storm this castle together. Yeah. We're all digital broadcasters. Let's put something together. Um, I think teamwork, it's, it's a lot easier to do it with support. My oh, first yeah. five, six years in Hollywood, I did it all, or tried to do it all by myself, and where did I get? Nowhere. Well, when you consolidate the names and the talents, and we're not just talking writing, if you say, okay, well, what kind of equipment does each person have? You might exactly. have your production company no, already that, that in was place. A, that's know, part of my point, yeah, too, exactly, yeah, is yeah. we all have, I got, you know, I got some nice stuff going here. Scott Tommaso came over, and he was jealous of my little board I yes, bought here. Yes, yes. Uh, but I went over to his house, and I was jealous of the video and uh, Pro Tools that he, he, he and Sam Labrati were using sure. in his microphone. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. And they, they, 10 Reasons Why show, uh, they broadcast... Um, um, uh, live to tape, but uh, and they do some post production editing, but it's on video and a, it's a podcast, and they got it all in a little studio in a garage. Yeah, that's cool. And I, and yes, so you're right. That's why I love. I, that's why I'm encouraged by hearing uh, what you what you've done on this podcast, but then mm-hmm. hearing what your guests do, and then also I respect the struggles too. Uh, I hear all your your nightmare stories about being a stand-up comic and having to go through all of that about getting stage time, having to bring friends to a show seems like a nightmare to me, especially oh, if it's the yeah. same show, the same act no. and stuff like that. So I, it's a name of part of the game, but it's hard to do, but that's tough to do, you yeah. know? And I, and I don't understand how a comedian 
and actually truly enjoys it, you know, other than just uh, I'm doing it for the paycheck. Uh, Stand up comedy, I was, I, and of course I've left it at this point, but I'll go back at one point. But never, never, and I'll never hit it as hard as I did. It'll yeah. be something I do as a hobby, um, and I'll never get anywhere with it because of that. Yeah. But um, I always used to say stand up comedy is the one thing I love to hate. Mm. And uh, my friend, when I quit comedy one of the times, my friend Danielle Stewart told me, uh, what makes you think you get to do that? And she's a you know comic and been comic for 10, 12 years herself. That She's like, what makes you think you're the one that gets out? Yeah. But and, you had, uh, we all kind of love it and hate it. But you had like a group of like, uh, what, six, eight of you that were kind of a... a gr- oh, 10 to 15. 10 to yeah, 15, yeah, 10 okay. 10 to 15, that every Thursday night we ran the same show. Okay, so why don't you put like, uh, you know, a stage together, but you put five or six chairs on that stage and you don't even have a set script, so to speak. You put a docket of the day's events and yeah. try to ramble about it and just try well, to the, joke That could be the show you produce. I mean, that's what I'm, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, do it <laughs> on stage. Yeah, write it up. Write it but, up. But no, that's what I'm just saying. I just... I, re- I, I, I can't relate from a career standpoint about what you guys talk about, but I, I, I actually, I, I kind of do in certain, in certain ways. So yeah. that it, it, it validates a lot of my, uh, my fears and, but a lot of what I dealt with in radio. And, yeah. and, and so I, I'm, I'm glad someone else feels the same pain mm-hmm. and, and the same joys too. My, so. my first task is to make my show, show more interesting for Jeff Moody. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm waiting. What about this one? This now, one's great. Cause I, it has me in it, you know? <laughs> It's terrific. You are more Hollywood than you think. Oh, dear God. You are more Hollywood. You sit up here and you attack me for being from Hollywood, which you've done for years now. I have. But you, sir, might just be because you only like something that you're in. That's what we do down there. (laughs) That's what makes us douches and assholes. Yeah, it's, you just you you do what you're doing and try right. to love it and and, yeah. and and be passionate about it and and, yes. and hopefully at the end of this life we'll, we'll, there'll be a, yep. a different room and we'll pursue it there the way we want to really do it. But uh, well, while we're here, let's make it happen. Absolutely, I love it. This has been an actually a pretty interesting and diverse show. We talked about the the economy. We talked about produce <laughs> industry. Talked about meeting famous people and the internet. And I think it was spectacular. And that's what the Knapsack Files can be when we're not just praising each other, right, Jeff? Right. I oh. actually agree with what you've said. Thank you. I'm going to work on it. But I will you bring really on are guests. great, Ken. You really oh, are. No, you no. are. You're the one that taught me. You're the one that taught me back at the K Bear Studios. So uh, let's do it quickly. Follow Matt on Twitter at Mr. No, the Matty DX. That's correct. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Monfufu13. That's M O N F U F U 13. Me, Cospan. Find us on Facebook and interact. Tell us what, tell us what celebrity you wanted to meet. meet. Tell, us, tell us what produce you like to buy. Find <laughs> us on Facebook. Also, you can like. Uh, rate and review, I mean, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, and we broadcast every Thursday at 10 p.m. PST on the Toad Hop Network. That's encore presentations of the Knapsack Files following the Schmozno Movie Podcast. So until my next trip home, this has been Ken Knapsack for Matty D and Jeff Monfufu Moody. We'll see you next time.